And so, hey, if I teach this one class, I can pay for a conference, I can pay for a mentor, I can invest in my company. Um, because when you have that security and you've taken yourself to the next level, the next person that's coming into your life is only adding value. They're not taking. And that's mm -hmm. what you want to move away from. But I had to ask myself, what is it that I want? How do I want my life to be different, right? Because now I'm at a space where I'm over 30. I'm reclaiming my time. And so yeah. I don't have time to waste, right? And so I had to go through my budget and be like, all right, I could cut my food budget down a little bit and just make sure I meal prep every week so that yeah. I don't feel the difference, right? So there's yeah. things you can do. And a lot of times we don't necessarily need to raise we just need to budget and be intentional. And it's going to probably take you like three times of going through the budget before you're like, I finally got it. And that's okay. That's normal. Um, but you have to want it. Um, and we can't want it for you. Um, so think about where you want to be this time next year. Where do you want to be in three months? And that'll allow you to make a better decision that's going to take you further and faster. And also, where will you be in six months or a year if you don't do the work? Right. It costs you more when you wait. That Oh, that's that's the question right now. What is it costing you to stay in the cycle of dysfunctional relationships? Welcome to my party. That's how we do around here. This is Single You, the podcast. I am your host, Rika. And I, I'm an NLP certified life coach and also the founder of Single You Academy. That is my online coaching program. You know what I do? I help the ambitious millennial single woman discover her worth. That means you. So that you, girl, can stop tying your worth and identity to men and stop being a man pleaser. So if you are a woman who is sick of having an unsuccessful single life, if you are sick of the revolving door of dysfunctional relationships, listen, they may have a different name, but it's the same type of relationship. Or you're doing the tug of war back and forth with the same guy and you're sick of that. You want better when it comes to men and setting boundaries, knowing yourself, understanding your worth and what makes a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship. Yeah, I'm willing to bet nobody has ever had that conversation with you. But listen, I'm not here to judge. I have an abusive ex and an ex that cost me $10,000. Yeah, stick around, listen to the podcast enough and you will hear those stories. All right, so you've come to the right place if you need to hear that singleness is not a punishment and that you are worthy regardless of your relationship status. Yeah, I'm a certified life coach, but I will tell you this. I am no expert. I just learned a few things that I would like to teach you as well. You know, as Maya Angelou says, once you learn, you teach. And when you know better, you do better. So now that I'm doing better, I am reaching back out for you, girl. Here's my hand. Grab it. 
So thank you and welcome. You're in the right place. I got you if you got you. This is Single You, the podcast. Hey, thanks for being here. Now let's go ahead and get into the episode. Y'all know I got to make sure I spell things I can't spell. (laughs) Relationship. Oh, and I have a guest today, so I'm excited to introduce you to the guest that is going to be on today. Okay, there we go. Topic. How your money is keeping you in that dysfunctional relationship. Actually, let me just say relationship. Save. Topic. In that dysfunctional. Yep. Okay. So let me type it on Instagram as well. What up, Instagram? Facebook, can you hear me? I just want to make sure. So I'm live on Facebook, live on Instagram. And you know how we got to always wait for people to collectively come in. How your money is keeping you in that dysfunctional relationship. Girl, let's do it. And comment. And there we go. Okay. So let's go ahead and start. What up? What up? What up? Okay. So like I said, today's topic is how your money is keeping you in that cycle of dysfunctional relationships. So today's topic is for the woman who has her life together, career-wise, financially, you feel like, you know, I'm doing all right. Um, You even pay for a lot of the things that you do in that relationship, right? However, you're steady letting this man walk all over you and you're left wondering why that is and how can I have my professional life together, but not my love life. So today, myself and my friend Jasmine Bundy, who is a financial coach, We are going to answer that question for you because the way you spend your money, what you do with your money may be keeping you in that cycle of dysfunctional relationships. And you are sitting here wondering why I'm in this cycle and how do I get out? So we're going to help you um, in that situation. And as always, this is an interactive discussion. So if you have any questions, uh, go ahead and type them in the comments, the chat, however, uh, and we will try to get to them. Okay. All right. Without further ado, as you know, my name is Rika. I'm a certified NLP life coach, a.k.a. the single girls life coach. And I'm the founder of Single You Academy, which is my online coaching program. And of course, the host of this podcast, which is Single You, the podcast. Today's guest is Jasmine Bundy. And Jasmine has spent the last decade working in higher education, overseeing enrollment management, academic and student service offices at various institutions throughout New Jersey, in addition to being an adjacent professor. Again, Jasmine enjoys researching organizational organizational change and process improvement and has launched her own consulting company called Kenzen Industries. And in fact, I am going to add Jasmine to the platform. Hi, Jasmine, because I want to make sure I'm saying your business name Hold on. Let me ask her again. <laughs> Kaizen Industries. It's a Japanese word, so it's okay. It's all right. It's okay. Go. There we go. And Jasmine is committed to helping individuals and organizations embody a spirit of contentious improve, continuous improvement through training, development, and application. She is a Dave Ramsey certified financial coach. So you see why I have her on the platform, right? Because today we're talking about money. Um, and she is a graduate of Middlesex College with an AA in social rehabilitation services, Keenan University with a BA in sociology, 
Sociology, Walden University with a Master of Science in Nonprofit and Higher Education, and Masters of Arts in Sociology, Socio why can I not say that word, from Arizona State University. However, Jasmine, you ain't done, girl. You want to pursue your doctoral studies in the summer of 2020 with the focus on curriculum and um, instructional design. And in 2012, Jasmine became a member of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated through the electrifying Ada Omicron. Is that how you say it? You got it. Okay, perfect. Zeta chapter. She serves as youth advisor in her community and is the vice president of the Middlesex College Alumni Association. But most importantly, proud mom of a six-year-old daughter named Kaylin. Welcome to the platform, Jasmine. Thank you. Yay. Thanks for Thanks. having me. Thanks for the yeah. introduction. Yeah. And actually, we met because our mentor is the same. We have the same mentor in um, Pastor Darius Daniels, because even coaches need a coach. So yes. um, somehow you posted something in the group and I was like, oh my God, she's a financial coach. And I wanna do a conversation around finances um, and how that's either hindering us from growing um, or helping it, helping us to grow. And so that's how we met. And then we had a conversation and we're like, all right, let's do, let's do the podcast. So thank you so much again for being on Single You The Podcast. I appreciate it. All the way from no New Jersey. Yes, <laughs> but Garden State. Right, the exactly. expensive Garden State. <laughs> um, all right, so what we're gonna do today is obviously where the topic is, how your money is keeping you in that dysfunctional relationship. We are gonna walk through these steps, but first we're gonna hear Jasmine's story on how you had to climb out of $20,000 in debt. Is that right? Is that the number? Yeah, it's, it's that and then some. Um, yes. But I mean, I, I mean, I think like most women, right? We have, we go through something, it's a breakup, and now we're gonna go on this journey of transformation. But yes. it can't really be transformation unless we learn the lesson. Um, yes. And unfortunately I had to learn it the hard way. You know, I was the girlfriend that bought the Jordans, the Xbox games, um, and then I married them. And then that changed and it, and it kind of uh, multiplied in, in a marriage, right? Unfortunately, right. we recognized we weren't equally yoked. Like the things that I needed in a relationship and the things that he needed were two completely different things. Um, so if you can find the warning signs ahead of time, that is great. Um, but unfortunately we decided to divorce um, back in October, 2017. Um, okay. It was tough. Before we get into the story, I'm like, we gotta go back. We, Jasmine just said a mouthful. Hold on, pause. <laughs> we had Xboxes in there, Jordans with the dating and all of that. So that's what yeah. we're gonna right? Um, because this conversation today is for the woman who feels like, yo, I have my career life together. I'm financially, I'm doing all right. But you're paying for a lot of these things that the guys that you are dating want, right? Trying to get an ounce of the love you feel you deserve. And you're like, okay, why is this? How can I have my professional life together, but not my love life? And so if that's where you are today, this conversation is for you. If you are someone who's struggling to pay for uh, your mortgage, your rent, food, this is not the conversation for you. So we are not talking to you. I don't want you to feel that we are condemning you and judging you. Those are discussions that I do have on my platform and we'll get into deeper discussions about that later. But this is for the woman we were, right? So Jasmine has a $20,000 husband. I have a $10,000 boyfriend. And so let's start the story. So Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> so it was tough. 
when we divorced, when we divorced in October, you know, at that point we had a two and a half year old daughter, right? So that's never what you want for your kids, you know, to have the two different households. Um, but I had to make a decision. Now in New Jersey, New Jersey is a um, no no fault state. So because I was the breadwinner, he could have asked for alimony. He could have asked for half my pension. Um, And I really just said to him, I just want to co-parent effectively. And I opted for a divorce treatment. Why? Because a divorce at minimum is 10K in litigation. And I was trying to avoid just the back and forth. I just wanted a clean break. Um, So luckily we did agree, but that cost me $1,500 to file. I had to file that on my own. Um, there was no split in cost in that regard. Um, there was a timeshare that went into foreclosure wow. because I had the good credit. And so he was like, well, I'm not going to pay it. My credit's already shot. Let me kind of mess with her a little bit. Right. And so, so before, before we even, before the story of divorce, I want to go all the way back okay. to, to how you were with him when you guys were dating. Cause you said something there, like, you know, I was paying for all of this when we were dating and then here we are divorced $20,000 later because right. people don't realize what Maya Angelou is trying to tell us when she says, when people show you who they are, believe them. And oh marriage doesn't fix problems. It actually no. magnifies it, right? No. And so okay. I want to, because my ideal client, my clients are the us when we did before um, $20,000 bill and the $10,000 bill. Um, there was a conversation I had before on my podcast that said why dating a broke man isn't wise. And so we'll do that because in the divorce is $10,000 and this and that and whatever, but let's start at the beginning. So when you started dating him, I'm sure you felt all the butterflies that we all feel (laughs) right. And he's talking all the mess that we want. And so we and today start there. And tell us those red flags that you were passing up and kind of shading with potential. So I think a lot of it was you you kind of think of think of all the things you might have heard as a child in your household growing up. All the different isms, right? Oh, you know, as black women, we just hold the household down. We just make it work. We were already living together, right? So for me, actually spending money didn't seem like I was doing too much. I'm like, oh, but we live together. There was no thought in my mind that I was doing the wrong thing. Um, But I realized, you know, looking back, like, okay, so I bought the Jordans, but I just said I couldn't go get my hair washed, deep conditioned, and trimmed. Right. Like I just said I couldn't do something for me, but I did go spend one hundred and twenty dollars on these sneakers. Right. Um, And because of that, I recognize those were red flags. But when you're twenty one, twenty three, twenty five, you probably don't think if it's a red flag because the vice is not alcohol. It's a Jordan in the Xbox game or the vice is not being out partying. It's, oh, well, you just bought me X, Y and Z, the new outfit that you But those are definitely real red flags. If the focus is all material things and it's not values where how can we build in the future, those are things you do want to be cautious about because you can't build a marriage off of an Xbox unless they're going professional and the percentage of people that do that is very slim. Right, exactly. And then, so as you're doing this, what was your thought process? Let's get into that more. So you're dating this guy. And do you think that you're doing this because you think like, well, he doesn't have it together and I do, so I need to take care of him until somehow we build and make him this guy that we want him to be? Is Was that your thought process? No, I don't think the thought process was, because he was working at the time. He wasn't broke. Um, um, 
and I wasn't broke either, but we were living uh, above our means, right? And so that you then become broke. Um, so I think the thought process was, oh, well, it's a gift because I love you. And so I'm giving you this gift. When I think in yeah. return, you realize you can show people love in other ways that don't do detriment to you. Right, right. And while you're doing this, do you feel like um, he was actually not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Do you feel like he was disrespecting you the whole time? Like um, emotionally manipulative towards you while you were spending um, this money and trying to build this life that you want? I think um, there was manipulation. And I think sometimes we don't see it as that because it has this very, you know, endearing type of tone to it. It's never anything like that is out of the norm. Um, it sounds as if it's something good, right? Um, and we perceive it as them just communicating effectively, right? Um, but that's not really the case. And so I think, um, you know, there will always be like the hints about they want this, but they don't want to spend it. And you're like, oh, they feel they don't want to spend the money. You don't let me get it, you know. But in the reality is like, okay, well, does this make sense? Is this practical for me to spend this, right? Maybe it wouldn't have been practical for me to spend the whole, whatever the cost was, but maybe we figure out how we save and we split it or, you know, we go halfway or maybe we figure out why the finances are this way instead of trying to keep up with the Joneses. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And so you said that you were spending all this money on him, but for you, you were like, well, I can, now I can't get my hair done and now I can't do this um, because I just bought him the latest Xbox, the new Jordans, what have you. So is that the reason for your divorce or was it um, even a, a little bit deeper than that? Well, so I think this is the thing. I think I always would say I can't afford to get my hair done, but yeah. I never hesitated when I wanted to buy a gift. Mm. So now looking back, I recognize I missed out on those opportunities to do self-care yeah. and I purchased stuff. Um, I think the divorce was a, was a few different things, right? Um, the values, if you guys don't have the same values, it's gonna be very difficult. Um, he still is very much so a person that likes nice things. Um, you know, he may not have a car, but he still wants Jordans. That's still a thing for him. And for me, I, I really don't care. I'll go to TJ Maxx all day. Um, like it doesn't have to be a name brand. It doesn't have to be full price. Um, and I think that's hard. Whereas me, I wanted to build, um, generational wealth. That was always something that I've been interested in, but I never really had someone to help hold me accountable in that and kind of be a partner to help build that. Yeah. And, and so in that relationship, would you, would you have described it as like a dysfunctional relationship? I think it was dysfunctional, but only because I didn't recognize it, right? Because he didn't drink, right? He didn't drink, he didn't smoke, and that's what I wanted. I wanted someone that didn't have any, you know, drug problems, didn't party all the time. I was like, this is perfect. Not realizing that, you know, someone that doesn't communicate, someone that's passive aggressive, those things yeah. still are not healthy. Someone that doesn't see the value in making a budget and telling yeah. where their money where to go, that's not a value that's going to help you sustain long term. Um, yeah. It'll get you over the hump when you're in college and you're no, you know, you just have a couple of bills, but in a marriage, it's not going to help sustain. Oh, that's so good. So, what I hear you saying, um, and I, because I just want to put a pen in this. Um, for those of you watching either now or in the replay, there are different levels of dysfunction and abuse, right? And so I was just like you, like, well, he's not hitting me, so I'm not being abused or manipulated right. or this isn't dysfunctional, right? Like I knew don't date the dudes who do drugs. Okay. But what about 
guys who are quick to anger? What about guys who are passive aggressive? What about guys who don't like themselves? TD Jake says all the time, I never met a man that liked himself that abused his wife. And that's so true. And I've never unfortunately yeah. dated a man that liked himself. And so I've been in this ping pong of abuse until I got out in 2017. Um, and so I, I just wanted to, does, does that make sense? And do you feel like, yeah, like yeah. This that's that's so that's true. I mean, you know, like I've never seen a healthy relationship in my childhood, right? Mm -hmm. And so I thought, like, oh, well, this is great. He doesn't do drugs. He's, right. you know, he's he's polite. He, you know, he has some manners. Oh, this is going to be great, right? Not right. realizing that those other things were still he wasn't emotionally available. He still right. had past trauma that he didn't handle. And so sometimes you have to realize that you probably have to ask more questions before you date, like dating, collect that data. Yep. Um, and I think sometimes we get into these spaces, well, we've been together so long, so you're comfortable, right? We um, were together six years um, before we got married. So, yeah. you know, you're comfortable and you mm -hmm. think, well, uh, do I really want to start over? And then you make all these excuses as to why you can't. Right. Oh, because I feel bad if we break up, but I love him. It's right. all about your mindset around singleness, dating and marriage. Right. A lot of us believe that, oh, if I'm single, I'm a failure. So I'm right. just going to this work because we listen to those stupid sayings that are like, oh, relationships don't last like our grandparents. Okay. Well, let's talk about, it's like, mm -hmm. let's talk about our grandparents, what kind of generation they were growing up with. They couldn't even own a house or really have access to money unless they were married. And they right. were in these trash dysfunctional relationships. So that has nothing to do with you being a failure because a relationship doesn't last. And mm -hmm. we have to get out of that. If we, mm -hmm. To me, the failure, the longer you stay when you know it's yeah. not working. Mm -hmm. We have to normalize breaking up, even if no one did something like super dramatic, right? Like, okay, we can just break up and be on good terms. We just realize we're not a good fit for one another. We're not a good if fit. we could normalize that, we'd probably save a lot of money and a lot of time. <laughs> 100%. 100%. So let's get to, okay, so obviously you have to go through this divorce and now you've racked up yeah. $20,000 in debt. Why was it your debt and not his debt? So I knew that he had, so he was authorized user on my credit card. So everything was essentially on my credit card. Um, again, I didn't want to go to litigation. I knew that was going to cost me more. I didn't want to go into like the back and forth. I just wanted a clean break at this point. Um, and so I knew that the best way to do it would be to do the divorce agreement um, and just make sure we were on the same page co-parenting wise. And so I did that. Um, but again, there were, um, he had a company that he was trying to start up. So some of it was business charges. Um, we did the timeshare because that was supposed to be a write-off for his business. Um, and then he just stopped paying it, right? You know, well, she has good credit. I'm just going to stop paying it. And so I took the hit on that. So fast forward, I paid the $1,500 to get divorced. Now the timeshare is in foreclosure. My car is dying. It's a lemon. I'm still making payments on it, right? And I have to get another car. And they're basically saying, well, this one thing on your credit, we can't roll over this car loan into the new car. Yeah. And, and I need a car, right? Right. right. So um, I ended up getting a new car because of the, the one thing, which was the timeshare, which is kind of like a modified version of a home loan, obviously, right? So they're like, yeah, because of this, we're going to give you a seven-year loan at 13% uh, interest on a car. And your payments for a Toyota Corolla are going to be $500 a month. Yeah. I don't even have a Range Rover. 
<laughs> right? And right. so now I'm like, okay, so now I have this car loan, but I can't pay two car loans. So I had to let them come get the other one. Like literally they're calling me and I'm like, well, yeah, I'm at this address. You can come get it. And that was so now, no, that was my car, but it now, I had oh, no emergency fund in, in place, yeah. right? So I had no emergency fund in yep. place. I had yep. paid money to get divorced. Um, I was already making payments on the car. Now I have this car note for $500. I can't pay both. It still has a balance. They told yep. me to get it fixed. It was going to cost me about $3,000. It wasn't worth it. So now if you think of it, $20,000 minimum payment and credit cards, is at least a thousand, right? That's if you're making minimum payments, you're not even getting anywhere, right? You're not even actually putting a dent in the debt. Yeah. So now I have that and a card. So $1,500 a month in debt. That doesn't include aftercare. That doesn't include my housing. That doesn't include anything. And so I'm like, I can't live like this. Oh, I can't yeah. like this. And the crazy part was, although the divorce was finalized and I felt like I was healed, I was like, you know what? I'm still going to date because I'm still cute, right? I'm still going to date. And that's right. kind of what I decided to do. Wrong, wrong, wrong decision. Why? Because what happens is if your finances are not right, you are now operating out of a space with no discernment because okay. someone's going to flash something. Yep. Stop there. Okay. Cause we, yep, we, <laughs> go in. we about to go in. Okay. And Jasmine and I are about to say things that's going to piss you off because we truly believe that if you are broke, if you're in the situation she was in or I was in, you should not be dating anyway. And mm -hmm. so let's get to that. But first I want to button up yeah. um, all the debt. Right. So this is why this topic is titled how your money is keeping you in that dysfunctional relationship. Right. I'm sure it was even hard for you to break away. Cause you're like, I have all this debt now. He owes me some money. We need to work together to get out of this. Um, and so sometimes you stay because you're like, he owes me this money and mm -hmm. we'll work together, right? Because you think in a relationship, we work together. So we got into this, this together and we will let's get out of it together. And this mm -hmm. is why we are saying, and we're going to go into detail why you shouldn't be dating while you're broke and why dating a broke man isn't wise because look at all the money that Jasmine had to spend to get out of that marriage and then had to climb her own self out of that debt. He, did he right. give you a penny? Did, did he give you a shiny penny at 10 cents? Yeah. What did he you? Nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no. Mm -hmm. no. And, yeah. and, and you know, there was, there was, um, we, I think we agreed in the divorce agreement that he would still give me the down payment for the timeshare. We would still split that. But in order for him to actually follow through, I have to go back to court for them to mandate that he give it to me. You know what More I mean? Money. So there's money that you have to keep spending. And I remember, I, you know, I told my sister, I said, yeah, I, I called one of my girlfriends as a lawyer. And I said, well, how much is it for me to file a motion? She's like, oh, the retainer's like $3,000. Yeah. And if you're doing this while you're dating... Okay. I want you again. Maya Angelou has been trying to tell us this since the since she was born, <laughs> since she became Maya Angelou, because I think her name was something else before she was mine. But anyway, we'll show you who they are, believe them, including you. So if you have this need to mother a guy to show love and Xboxes and Jordans and paying his rent, or how about this? I had a client once, she told me that she her boyfriend didn't have a place to live. So she moved in, he, she moved him into her place because she felt right. And now she's in a situation where she's like, but this is dysfunctional. He is mentally, emotionally draining me and abusing me. 
I have my life together. I get up and go to work and he's still sleep on the couch. And maybe he does have a job. And I, I want you to hear us when we say this. This is not an indictment on somebody's character, whether they're good or bad. This is about you setting your life up for greatness. Right. And life is not going to be set up for great. And I believe everybody wants that, right? Nobody's like, nah, I just want a mediocre life. Like, I, maybe you are. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to a woman who wants greatness out of her life. You get one life. And so what we are saying here is that the way you spend your money, how you operate with your money can either keep you in a cycle of dysfunctional relationships or not. So let's get to the dating while you were broke and then why you decided not to do that. We're going to get to what we spend our money right. on. So I was like, okay, you know, God told me to focus on me and my daughter. And that's what I was doing. And I was like, well, I can do this and date. Like, you know, I'm older. I can, I can do both. Um, cute look at me i'm cute yeah. I deserve with somebody uh-huh. i can't right. be single mm-hmm. and so what happened was i ended up and i was making some payments i was making some progress i think i might have paid off two thousand dollars worth of debt um, <laughs> but uh you know i ended up picking the same guy that was just a little bit cuter knew yep. a little more jesus dressed a little bit better but was still also that um, very much so passive aggressive narcissistic personality and I couldn't figure out why I was frustrated and right. I was like something's not right and I was like oh I know exactly what it is this this relationship is not for me yep. um, and so I basically was like he didn't do anything wrong he's okay I wish him the best but this is not for me um, and so I after that frustration I said Okay, for the rest of 2019, you are going to be single. And all of 2020, you just need to sit in your singleness. It is a gift and you need to own it. And it, single is not a punishment. You are worthy regardless of your relationship status. Uh, Paul, who wrote over 50% of the Bible, even talks about how it's better to be single, right? And he's talking about purpose and how we need to figure out our purpose first before we even get into dating. And the problem mm-hmm. is, why you picked the same guy is because you didn't have a school like Single U Academy to teach you about relationships. So if you grow up and you've never seen a healthy relationship, what do you think is going to happen to you? We become what our environment is. We do. Sorry. We And we will not get out unless you decide to invest in yourself and change your behavior. And first, you got to change your mindset, right? And so that's why when you you date a different, you date Tom, Dick, and Harry, and they all the same guys. Mm-hmm. They all want Xboxes and Jordans, and you want to show your love this way. And they're, uh, hold on, girl, people trying to call me on my phone. Ugh, I have too many windows open. I should have closed my um, my uh, Facebook window. But anyway, so this is why the cycle happens because you have no education. What does our mentor, uh, Pastor Darius Daniels, says? He says something like. Um, the area that you're ignorant in is the area that you suffer. Mm -hmm. It's something like that. So my question to you who's watching, whether it's live or here on the replay, you are ignorant in finances and relationships, aren't you? That's evident in your suffering. So if you are in this cycle of dysfunctional relationships, it's because my people perish from lack of knowledge. Okay, so you being a financial coach, so obviously um, talk a little bit about, because we have about maybe 30 more minutes. I want you to talk a little bit about why you decided to become a financial coach. So we decided 2019, Jasmine ain't mm-hmm. dating. 2020, you're going to sit in your singleness. This is so, 
I just want to say that this is like mirroring my $10,000 boyfriend and me getting out of my abusive relationship okay. and saying I'm about to be single until God, God is going to have to come down <laughs> to tell me this my son yeah. for you. But anyway, so you're getting out of this debt. You decide not to date. Is that why you were like, okay, now I have all this time. I'm going to better myself. Let me become a financial coach and all of that. Well, you know, it's funny because like I was always following Dave Ramsey. I was always following other, his personalities like Anthony um, O'Neill and different things like that. And I was always interested in finances. Um, But I think um, the, the frustration for me was like, okay, I'm not getting somewhere. I got to do something different. Once it's, I started seeing it working, the snowballing was working. I was like, oh, this, I need to share this. Cause yeah. I know there's other women that are single moms and you know, they're trying to figure out what the new normal looks like. They think they can't have money as a mom. Um, I wanted to be independent, whether I got child support or not. I wanted to provide my daughter all of the opportunities, um, whether I was working 40 hours, 35 hours, I just wanted to be good and have the security. And so oftentimes when I'm talking to people, I talk about planting the seed. And there's a few questions that you have to ask, right? You know, do I have security by myself? Because although you don't necessarily need a man to pay your bills or do those things, establish it with yourself first. So that way, when you go into the dating, you have that discernment to actually say, is this someone I should be continuing the conversation with? Yes. What are you earning versus, you know, what are you spending? And then understanding, like, what is my emotional relationship with money, right? Because... I recognize I was going over budget in the grocery store because I love to eat. Number one, I was going to shopping hungry. I shouldn't do that. Um, but it was like me and a kid in the candy store. Like, okay, well, I couldn't get these name brand cereals when I was a kid. So now I'm going to treat myself because I'm an adult, right? Um, are you having a bad day at work and now you're eating out? Every time I had a bad day in the office, I was like, mm, I'm going to take lunch outside today. And I would spend $10. And you don't realize that by the end of the month, you've blown $300 that you did not put in your budget. Um, And then just deciding where you want your money to go every month. I think that is the biggest thing that you have to do um, Mm -hmm. because it's not necessarily restricting you. It's giving you freedom to basically say, I want generational wealth and I'm going to create it by doing X, Y, Z. Yeah. And one of the things that I had to ask myself um, after I got out of that my, my boyfriend that cost me $10,000, girl, I did the same thing. His name was on my credit card. He just boop, 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 boop. Um, So, I, it was so easy, right? When somebody wants money from me, I used to be like, okay, I'll help him, especially if I was in love, right? right. But then when it came to me and investing in myself, I would hesitate. <gasps> and I had to go down the rabbit hole of why that is. And so now I ask myself, who do I want to become and how is my money going to help me do that? Right. Because we do live in this society where we have to spend money, right? Well, well a capitalistic society. And if you want to eat, you pay your rent, grow, whatever. Mm-hmm have to invest in yourself. You're going to have to with time and money. You're going to have to invest in yourself. So that's one of the things that I had to tell to ask myself first is why is it so easy to spend money on dudes, but not on me? And then who now do I want to become and how is my money going to help me get there where I'm not struggling, where I'm not living paycheck to paycheck, where I'm not $50,000 in debt? How can I become wiser and how I'm maneuvering through this one life I got? And I guarantee you, God did not send you down here to be somebody's wife. He didn't. 
You can, and that's great, but I want you to understand you're the cake and the frosting. The man and the kids are the sprinkles, but you are a whole person fully formed without anybody, period. And so you have to make these decisions to um, help you better yourself. So what I wanna do now is I wanna reset for um, people who have just tuned in. Um, and we have about 20 more minutes and we're about to get into this money. So what I wanna do is Jasmine, I want to introduce, I want you to introduce yourself and I'm gonna show everybody on Instagram your face as well. Um, so introduce yourself, Jasmine, who are you? I, you're my financial coach, we're in the same, we have the same coach and mentor in Darius Daniels and that's how we met. But who are you? <laughs> Hello, um, Jasmine Bundy. I'm the owner and lead facilitator of Kaizen Industries. Um, I coach people on financial wellness, um, career coaching, and I offer tons of workshops for individuals, organizations, um, and specifically also within strategic planning. Um, by, by trade, I've worked in higher education um, the last 10 years. So my natural calling is to teach. And so anything that I can do to help someone, um, you know, leave the partnership uh, better than they came in is always a goal of mine. I love it. And Fatima says, this is so powerful. Hey, Fatima, it's Fatima, right? Let me, if I'm saying that all the way wrong, girl, charge it to my head, not my heart. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, my name is Rika and I'm a certified NLP life coach and who I coach, right? So this is what I do. Inside of Single You Academy, I guide women, professional single women in their 30s and 40s. I help you in a faith-based way to stop the cycle of dysfunctional relationships, okay? I help you discover your worth so that you can stop tying your worth and identity to men. All right, now let's get into this. So I asked you first, Jasmine, I'm like, so you're a financial coach, okay? And my clients are professional women, single professional mm. women. Okay. And when, when it comes to investing in themselves, they hesitate. They say they don't have the money. It's not in their budget. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but you got a whole, but you got a whole job and you paying for him. So I asked you, what are the five, the top five things that us professional women are spending our money on? Uh, besides men. Right, exactly. <laughs> besides yeah. men, we'll say. We're going to save men for last, but I forgot to set this up. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, um, shoot, I should have put it on a little, hold on one second. Because <laughs> I, I want you to be able to see it. So a lot of you who are in my um, single Singleness is Not a Punishment Facebook group, and even on Instagram, you've seen my water ad where I demonstrated you before you started dating full of water and how all you do is pour into men your whole life because you got to be married and how that is leaving you empty. So now I'm going to use the same analogy with where you're spending your money so I can show you how your money is keeping you in a cycle of dysfunction. So this is you. This is money. So let's say this is how much you make in a month, right? Okay. Jasmine is going to explain to you all the money <laughs> that you're spending on things that do not help you grow. And you say you want to stop this cycle of being in a dysfunctional relationship. Okay. So Jasmine, go ahead. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put 20 in right now for men, all the Xboxes you bought, the Jordans you bought, the rent you paid, the dinners that you, you want to go out on a date and you pay. Yeah. I remember those days. 
Girl, I used to give my ex money. I used to give him like a hundred dollars. Be like, babe, take us out on a date. <laughs> she said, I, I didn't want him to not feel manly. So I used to think that was helping him feel like a man. Oh, okay. I get it now. All right. Yeah. No, but that's but a lot of but a lot of people do that. Exactly. And, but that, but that's the that's like older generations used to do stuff like that too. Right. Where they would like slide in it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. So this is you. You get your 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 rent check, your 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 um yeah. your check job. This is you, and this is all the men and the other stuff you're spending money on. Okay. All right, Jasmine. Top five things us professional all women right, are. Top spending. five things we do spend a lot of money on hair care. Whether it's the beauty supply products or going to the salon. Obviously, when stuff will shut down, you know that was a little crazy for some people. Um, nails. The nail salon is still a deep. Um, handbags, those Michael Kors bags, and whatever the case may be. Um, I would say, uh, you know, eating out is a oh, big one. That's another 50 because that's Uber Eats. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I will say, like, um, you know, with the, with the dining out piece, um, that probably catches you faster than like the other stuff. Um, and then, I mean, men, I, I feel like. That one is like two in itself, okay. um, but yeah, the the handbags, the dining out, hair salon, nails, and then a lot of women are still doing these trips that we can't afford. These girlfriend trips that we can't afford. Brunches going to Tulum because you want to be in Mexico because you've been locked in your house forever, and now look, and you probably still spending money putting it right. on your credit. Right, right. Get things that you want because you deserve it. And we have to get out of the mindset of I deserve, right? Because what happens is we're using it just to um, justify expenses that are not necessities, right? 100%. So, 100%. yes, I deserve, okay, register for a conference, professional development, a coach, but not necessarily spending this money that you do not see a return on investment for. Yeah. And, and don't say, I don't have the budget for it because you do, this is your budget, but look what you spent it on. And now you are stuck feeling heavy, um, unworthy, uh, feeling like you could never get the kind of relationship you want, feeling like there's something wrong with you because you spent all your money on things that don't actually help you grow. So what are you feeling like? Ooh, empty. empty. Is this resonating? Do you understand what we're trying to tell you? Because I'm going to show you a conversation um, that I had with a potential client. And this is thing. And listen, I have to um, <laughs> I have to watch my words sometimes because I'll be like, uh, I need to be a light. Jesus told me to be a light. I can be angry. Do not sin. OK, but I need you because this is not um, you are not on the phone right now. So I can just use a conversation that I had with somebody without feeling bad because she ain't here. And so I need you to help me make it make sense, okay? So Jasmine, you see this conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Where she is saying how she's stuck with this guy. She's in this cycle of dysfunction and she feels the need to constantly save him. Um, she really wants to stop this, but it's just difficult for her and she doesn't know why. She wants to do better um, because she knows better, but she's always pouring into this guy and she feels like, oh, I always have to mother him to pull him up to what I do. Mm. Because I'm already this professional woman. Yeah. And you 
still have to kiss his butt just to get an ounce of the love that you feel that you deserve. And she said, yep, I do ignore red flags sometimes. I shade it with potential because I think he can become who I want him to be. Mm. Okay. So that's the situation you're in, right? So then I say, so what have you tried to get out of this cycle of dysfunction, right? She's talked with her friends. Um, she, her advice from her married friends, her older sister, willpower, good intentions. I tell him exactly what I want, maybe even therapy. And this is not a knock on therapy. There's just different lanes. So it depends on your therapist or whatever. But in this lane of stopping the cycle of dysfunctional relationships, which is what I do for my clients, this is what you've tried to stop that. And she says, um, I really need to stop this, but it's just difficult for me and I don't know. And I said, so you feel like even the discussions with your cousins and your friends, there's still something missing. And she said, yes. So then we get to the investment. So I send her the information about Single You Academy. And she then says, oh my goodness, on Facebook. She then goes on to say, well, it's an interesting program, but it's really not in my budget. After she told me what her job was, and I asked her, do you feel like you are financially stable? Do you feel like you got it together, but you keep allowing this man to treat you like crap? And she said, yes. So were you lying then? Or are you lying about your budget? Are you lying about being stable? Or are you lying about your budget? So where do we go from here then? If you're telling me you wanna stop the cycle of dysfunctional relationships, but you're not willing to spend any money on yourself. Mm -hmm. Make it make sense, Jasmine, make it make sense. And you know what I think, and there's so many, and that's why I think it's important to understand your emotional relationship with money. But I think also the mindset of, do you want company mm. or do you want a partner, right? Yeah. Because yeah. if you want if you want a company that's going to cost you money that you did not budget for. If you want a partner, you either you guys have either agreed on a 50-50 split or a 60-40 split based off who makes more than the other. And so I think we have to also think about that as well. Um, you know, when we joined our mentorship program, the first thing I did was take something out of my budget to replace it because I valued me first. Uh, and I'm in a relationship now and I have a daughter. And so I was like, hey, this has to be a priority. How do yep. I make all of these things work and still allow myself to thrive and prosper um, mm -hmm. and still do well in all these other aspects of my life? Yeah. And so, again, it's like, OK, you get your paycheck every month at this nice job that you have. And instead of investing in yourself because you say I didn't I don't make you guys come to me. You are always in my DMs. So I'm here to hold you accountable to the things that you say that you want. You say, how do I stop this cycle of dysfunctional relationship? Can you help me? And I'm like, absolutely. Here's the cost. Here's when we start. Da, 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 da. And then you go, oh, no. You know what's more important? Me spending money on him because he need a new Xbox. Oh, I got to get my hair did and my nails because my nail I can't be. I got to be cute. Oh, I got to get my hair braided. Okay. Um, oh, you know what? That new Michael Kors bag is out. Wait a minute. Oh, and then you're like, Jasmine, you want to go eat on Saturday? Let's go do brunch. Let's go do that. <clears throat> and where you left? 
who has all your money? And you're left feeling empty and then crying in my inbox. Right. And listen, I'm not here to say, hear me. I'm not here to say that I'm the only one who can help you do this. But there are two ways that you can change. It's either you figure it out on your own and you actually do extensive research and it's still going to cost you money with books. It's still going to cost you money or you can get some help. So what Jasmine and I did when we signed up for, and you can speak for, for yourself, but what I'll say is this. I said, I know that there is somebody out there who knows the Bible and leadership better than I do. I've made it to this level, but now I need to go to the next level. Mm -hmm. And so I paid. Remember, I asked myself, who is the woman do I want to become and how is my money going to help me get there? Yeah. And why did you join? Why did you start doing the work on yourself? The same thing. It was like, I want to go to the next level, right? I've been able to accomplish what I have been able to do, right? I was able to pay off the 20000 in a year's time. Um, and so what I would, I would say for all of you is also think about, you know, you have great jobs now or whatever, and you're making good money. But sometimes if you want something else, it's okay to pick up another job. Um, I picked up part-time teaching um, positions at the college um, and the local university to be able to offset the things that were going to develop me, right? And so, hey, if I teach this one class, I can pay for a conference, I can pay for a mentor, I can invest in my company. Um, because when you have that security and you've taken yourself to the next level, the next person that's coming into your life is only adding value. They're not taking. And that's mm -hmm. what you want to move away from. But I had to ask myself, what is it that I want? How do I want my life to be different, right? Because now I'm at a space where I'm over 30. I'm reclaiming my time. And so wow. I don't have time to waste, right? And so I had to go through my budget and be like, all right, I could cut my food budget down a little bit and just make sure I meal prep every week so that right. I don't feel the difference, right? So there's things you can do. And a lot of times we don't necessarily need to raise. We just need to budget and be intentional. And it's going to probably take you like three times of going through the budget before you're like, I finally got it. And that's okay. That's normal. Um, but you have to want it. Um, and we can't want it for you. Um, so think about where you want to be this time next year. Where do you want to be in three months? And that'll allow you to make a better decision that's going to take you further and faster. And also, where will you be in six months or a year if you don't do the work? Right. It costs you more when you wait. That Oh, that's that's the question right now. What is it costing you to stay in the cycle of dysfunctional relationships? Peace, joy, money, your mental health, your physical health, what you actually want to be in life. What is it costing you to stay in the cycle of dysfunctional relationships? I think we hit a lot, Jasmine. Um, <laughs> so before we get off of our live today, our conversation, is there anything else we missed? Anything else you want to say um, that you can um, put out in the universe for the single professional woman in her 30s and 40s who is struggling and in this cycle of dysfunction when it comes to dating and men? I think the, the first thing you have to do is really um, journal, right? Just free journal and figure out why you are attracting the same type of person. 
Um, and I realized, again, it was the past trauma that we talked about or what we experienced as a kid. So I had to journal. I had to comb through all of my finances and be like, what am I doing? Like one year, I think I spent $1,000 in Dunkin' Donuts. I could have went to a conference, right? Like I could have oh, made iced coffee at home, right? So yes. you really have to do a lot of the self-work. It is not going to be easy, but I would say take it one step at a time. Like if today you're like, okay, I'm just going to take the first step with my finances. Look at all those subscriptions you have that you're not using, that are being pulled from your account every month. You know, I've had clients pull $200. I'm like, oh, I can't afford that that I was trying to get to better myself, right? I can't afford to have a coaching session every other month because now I see the money. Um, so just take the time to go through your finances, to write down you know, your expenses, write down how you're feeling. If you made an impulse purchase because you're still new to this, write why you think you made that purchase. What was it about that thing that you just had to have it, whether it was for you or a family member? Um, I think you just have to be really intentional about how you track it to then change the habit because all of it is a mindset shift. All of it is really just you shifting the pendulum a little bit and saying, I want more. Um, and so for me, it was never, I needed to make more money. Do I make more money now? Absolutely. But I changed my whole process and how I attacked and approached money. So now that when I get additional money, I get to pay me first. Like I get to go do things and pay cash. Like we want to go on vacation this summer or we want to do Sesame Place or whatever the case may be we have it right i don't have to then charge it on a card i can pay cash right, right? so right. that's just from doing the work again the first three times you do a budget it's going to be tough um but just make sure that you have an accountability partner um you know rika's here and ready to coach you all so i think if you just really go through your finances you'll be able to find money um and if you cut back on maybe doing the hair you know there's a lot of youtube tutorials now right um, you know, going to the salon, you could do a lot of different things. So just get creative with how you save money. And I think you'll be able to take some of those um, professional development avenues a little more seriously and be able to make the investment. Yes. Um, and here in a second, I'm going to um, have Jasmine put out her social media handles or her email. So if you're needing a financial coach, you can reach out to Jasmine as well. Because here's the thing. We know we need to do a lot of things. It's just sometimes we don't know where to start. Yeah. So right now you have two coaches sitting in front of you like, look, Jasmine is in the financial lane and I'm in the lane of helping you stop the cycle of dysfunctional relationships. So if you're like, Rika, <laughs> how can I reach out to you? I want to hear more about Single You Academy. All you have to do is send me a DM. If you're just tuning in, I just want to remind you about what I do. So again, my name is Rika and I'm the founder of Single You The Podcast, which is what we're recording right now, and also the creator of Single You Academy, where I teach single professional women in their 30s and 40s a faith-based way to get over their ex and stop the cycle of dysfunctional relationships. Now, who are my clients? Listen to this, because if this is you, I can help you. Who are my clients? Women who have their life together career-wise, you're financially stable, but you're constantly spending money and time on men and other things that do not help you get the transformation you actually want. You're so busy trying to build him up, you're steady letting him walk all over you, and you're left wondering why that is. How can I have my professional life together, but not my love life? If that is you, if that resonates with you, then I may be the coach for you. 
So all you have to do is send me a DM. Just say, Rika, I saw your live today. Or you can even just type the word boundaries. Send it to me. I'll know exactly what you mean because I know what that means. It's not going to be weird. So all you have to do is send me a DM if you are ready to use your money to help you transform and actually help you do the thing that you say you want and actually help you become the woman you say you want to be. Because I argue if you're letting a man walk all over you, you don't know your worth and you don't love yourself. Self-care and self-love is way more than going to get a facial and a massage. All right, Jasmine. Yes. So Jasmine, how can people get a hold of you um, uh, to if they want to reach out to you about their finances? You guys can email me um, at jasmine at kaizenindustries.org um, or you can go to um, my IG, jasmine underscore Bundy and DM me as well. And then I also have um, our IG page, which is jasmine, um, which is, I'm sorry, kaizen underscore industries, LLC. Um, but yeah, email me and we can set up a consultation. I'd be happy to help. Um, generally, I work with um, people that have, you know, families, no family, um, especially single women, because eventually I've been rebranding my whole self now that I'm a divorcee. So I would love to help in any way that I can. Consider me your homegirl in your head. Again, it's Rika. And if you need to reach out to me, listen, don't hesitate. It's not going to be weird on Twitter and on Instagram. I am just me, Rika. That's R-E-K-A. And I'm going to put my Twitter, Instagram, and email in the show notes, okay? You can also join me over in my private Facebook group titled Singleness is Not a Punishment. I mean, come on, who am I? <laughs> you know my tagline? That's my private Facebook group. The link will also be in the show notes. Now, if I said something that resonated with you and really helped you, please share this podcast with a friend because sharing is caring and you shouldn't be sitting on all this good information. So share it with your homegirl, okay? Or your homeboy. <laughs> please do that. Also, don't forget to subscribe and then you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. And if you have time, can you do me a favor? It'll help me out as a small business owner and a podcaster. Will you leave a rating on this episode? All you got to do is say that you liked it, or you can even type out what you took away from this episode. It really helps me and keeps me going, providing free content for you. So thank you so much for doing that. Production, my intro was made by one of the greats in production land. His name is James Tyler. Thank you for my intro. And he used Beyonce's single ladies, Sorry Not Sorry by Demi Lovato. He used Dua Lipa, her song, New Rules, and also Truth Hurts by Lizzo. All right, that's all I got for you this episode. We will talk again on the next one.